Hi everyone, we are the Gooders, people who do good. We help people dealing with life challenges and empower them to help others. Today, we are hosting Richard Stotter. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for having me. It's, it's always a pleasure. This podcast is brought to you by CirclesUp.com, the go-to place for life challenges like grief, divorce, cancer, etc. In every episode, we speak with an inspiring person who, who moderates an audio chat room for people dealing with the same life challenge. We will tell their story and the story of the members of their groups. And today, Richard, we will talk about grief. So thank you so much for taking your time and being with us. And thank you for supporting people. Uh, we would love to hear your story. Well, I mean, we were kind of talking a little bit and saying, you know, and I always said, you know, it's, we don't look at, you know, there's a song lyric that says, we don't look out for each other, no one else will. And I, I really believe that. So I'm, yeah, I, I really do believe in giving back and people first and, you know, uh, so my story is, um, um, I was, uh, I was the devoted, um, well, I met my wife in 90, what, 98? Yeah, 98. And uh, she, Samantha, she was wonderful. We, we got along. We were, we were two young lovebirds and all that. Um, and we, we were inseparable. We were always kind of together. And then um, we decided after 10 years, like we always kind of wanted to get married, but it never kind of worked out. And in 2008, we got married in August. So August 8th, 2008. Easy to remember. Good, easy, <laughs> good, easy, and good, easy to remember anniversary. Um, and then uh, we were married, and uh, that winter, it's, she she kept running out of steam. Whenever we, you know, whenever she would do anything, she she just had no energy. So uh, we went and you know went to the hospital and had it checked out, and she got the diagnosis like a week later that uh, she had a rare form of cancer. And so that was you know that was the beginning of married life kind of thing. Um, but <laughs> um, we one of our house rules was never do we lose our sense of humor. So you know with with all of the uh, humor and, and and good spirit we could muster. And, you know, uh, we, we really did believe in living with intention and, and not wasting your time and, and really kind of living, living fully. So we weren't rich, but we, we took, we took what opportunities we can to live as, as good a life as we could. And um, then in 2018, um, in the kind of early spring of 2018, um, the, the cancer took a, a very odd direction, um, something that doesn't usually happen, and it went to her brain. She had a brain bleed. So neurological involvement is never good. Um, so that began a whole kind of new string of challenges. And But we, as always, we took it a day at a time, you know, one, one foot in front of the other every mm -hmm. day. You know, you, you do what you can that day. That's what you do. And I'm sure you know this one. So... Um, in October of 2018, she passed away, and uh, I was uh, I was a trainer um, at Apple, and I, I loved what I did, and I was very much about people and technology and relationships, and relationship with technology, you know, like making your devices work for you instead of, you know, working for your devices. Mm -hmm. uh, so I was very much about people and relationships, and um, a year after Sam died, I, you know, the opportunity kind of came to to leave and kind of start off on my own, and and I did, and it, it's great. I I really love helping people with their technology, but there was something that was eating at me, and it was I could be doing more. I could I could be you know I'd love to have a greater impact here, 
And so I had a conversation with a friend, which was just this wonderful kind of led to a wonderful revelation, cathartic moment. And they were like, well, wait a minute, all your life experience, you know, and it's like, and I realized that there's, there's so little for widowed men out there and there's more than there was, but there isn't that much, even, even with the fact that we've got a lot more, there still isn't that much. Yeah. And um, so I, I really kind of decided to, you know, to take what I take what I did, take what I learned, and, and after Sam passed away, I, I mean, I I grieved. I, I did my, you know, I did the work, and I I healed, you know, as, as best we can, right? Mm-hmm. And then I decided to start dating again, and I I did. Was it what was it easy? No. <laughs> was it like the social media kind of you know, <laughs> you know dating? Like, no. <laughs> Okay, Um, but I did find a wonderful partner, uh, somebody who I'm, somebody truly wonderful, and I really I I had Sam's blessing. She was she was very much you know live with intention, go you know. So, um, all of that, and I kind of had this revelation of you know, well, I should be helping, I should be helping my people, you know, widowed men, and and I I can really help on the dating end, Um, but. It's funny because uh, I, I speak to other coaches and whatnot, and uh, one of my friends turned me on to circles, and they said, "Hey, you know, you should, uh, you know, you should check this out." So I did, and I was like, "Wow, this is this is a great opportunity." And I looked at what circles offered, and there was a lot of you know working through your grief. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's a lot of that, and that's great. And I was like, "No, no, let's do something a little different. Let's 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 move that next. Let's move that needle just a little bit forward. And so I started a group for widowed men who are ready to move forward and kind of encourage that, you know, because mm-hmm. one of the hardest things for widowers to do is reimagine their life. Kind yeah. of take it all on board and go, how do I move forward? And how, you know, that, that, that I'm ready to, and, you know, maybe the support in the, in the, no, no, I'm, it's not that I'm, not that I'm done grieving, but, you know, there's always going to be that, but I'm ready to move to the next stage. So that's that's kind of what my group focuses on, and I, I wanted to give back, and that's that's one of the ways I do it. Wow, this is such a powerful story, Richard. Thank you. Thanks so much for sharing. Well, it's um, my pleasure to share it. I, I just want to help people, and it seems that this helps people, so I'm happy to do it. <laughs> yeah, sounds like it. So I want to take you back, if you don't mind, back yeah. uh, again to the to the to the moment that you realize that you are a widower and like that, like it's probably changes your identity, right? You were married and now you're a widower. Like, can you tell us a little bit more about oh, sure. that? Oh. Um, there's this really weird phenomenon and I, I, I call it the carnival. Um, it, it's kind of my term for it, but um, when somebody dies, it doesn't matter who, um, everybody kind of comes out and everybody kind of gathers around you. Right. And for the first you know, month to three months, sometimes even six months, people are like all kind of right there. And you don't really get a chance to process anything because you're helping them process their grief, even though you haven't had a chance. So you have to be there for them, especially as a man, you, you know, well, you know, be strong, you know, it's like you gotta, you gotta be there for people. So yes. And widowers, especially, let's be honest, uh, the longer you're with somebody, the roles, you, you have your roles, you have your your, your part that you play in the band, you know, Chris rocks, you know, you're going to play tambourine, play tambourine, but you know, um, but the idea of the fact that um, Sam handled a lot of the social calendar, uh, Sam handled a lot of the, you know, 
we we split the house the, the the house chores and whatnot. But as she got more ill, she there were certain things she couldn't do, and some things that we kind of had to put off. Or and all of a sudden, it's not just that it changes your identity a little; it's the roles you played are now mm. all on you. Yeah, and the, the identity that you held with the person you are no longer that person. So you really do have to, and I like the term reimagine because it really does get to the core of, you have to really kind of get clear with yourself about who do I, who am I? Who do I want to be? What roles do I choose to take on? Not just that are hoisted on me. Like if you have kids, you're a father. You can't not be a father. Right. But how you choose to take that on is important. So you have to kind of, reconcile all that and then decide like what what do i want life to look like and it takes a lot of imagination it takes a lot of kind of rebuilding yourself to do that yeah yeah okay i can imagine it and you and you probably met other widowers or widows and did, did you what did you find that you 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 have in common that you didn't find in other people that didn't went through this um I think the most profound difference is in a divorce, you may separate. Now, you could separate amicably. You could separate horribly. But the person is still there. You have something to direct, right? Even if you're angry, you can direct that anger at the person. When you lose your spouse, it's not their fault. It's not your fault. Well, I hope it's not your fault. (laughs) Then we're talking about a whole other matter, right? (laughs) But uh, it's not your fault. But and all of a sudden, it's um, you don't have that chance to go back and say, "Hey, I wish I had said." You know, many people live with kind of a regret of, "Well, I wish I had said," or "I wish I had done," or "I wish." Regret can regret can eat you alive, and there's a lot of there's a lot of that. I had a lot less of that. Um, I, I was fortunate, and again, we lived with intention, um, and you know, we were very much about say what you mean, mean what you say. That was another of the house rules. Uh, so we were very kind of clear about, you know, as, as clear as we could be about kind of what we where we were at, what we expected, and that's that's a good key to a relationship. But um, ultimately, uh, I think the fact that Everything you know, everything you know isn't isn't right. Your world gets flipped upside down, shaken a little bit, and then you've got to kind of, you know, rebuild it. And I think I'd say that's the common thread among all people who have lost somebody so close. You've lost mm-hmm. your person, and that that I, I'd say that there's a, a deadening silence at night, like when the house is quiet and all of that, and, and that person is so conspicuously absent. Wow. I'd say that's a common theme too. It's terrible, but yeah. you know, you you kind of have to learn that. Mm. Wow, that's that's super powerful. So you 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 decided that you want to make a change in your life, and you want to help other people that are going through uh, uh, such a loss. So, like, do you remember a moment? Like, what what kind of like lit that change in yourself? Like, what made you do well, this big jump? Of helping I'm, other people specifically, for me, what the helping people has always been a thing for me. It, it's not. It's not a big jump to be helping people. Um, the helping widowers specifically was. It really came down to a conversation with a really good friend, and um, she and I were talking, and she she kind of said, "Hey, you know, like 
all your life experiences, everything. She goes, you know, if you're not happy, you know, you need to make the change. And I'm like, yeah, I, I know that. I'm just not sure which direction to go in. And th this, the way the conversation led out, it kind of hit me where I was like, you know, I've got this unique kind of, well, it, it's not unique. People, there, there are, there are over just in North America alone, in, in, in the U.S. alone, there's 400,000 widowers a year. Wow. This is not a, a particularly unique thing. Wow. But the experience and the, the fact that the, the caregiving experience and all of that, I realized that that story could help others. And, you know, just being that step ahead and being able to go, no, no, don't worry. It looks like a deep chasm, but here's my hand, you know, let's, let's take this together. And um, especially when it comes to dating, because I, I understand the technical end of it. I understand the psychology of it. And I understand the people end of it. So that for me was really like, yeah, this is, like I can really help here, yeah. <laughs> so I decided to focus on that. And uh, but I, I mean, I can help. I can help with other stages, of course, a little bit. But that's really where my focus is, and kind of helping people kind of get that that crossroads, that that decision that yes, I'm ready to move forward. Can you talk more about that stage? Like what? Like what does it look like? Like what? Like what are you? Like what are you talking about when you're training? Like when you're coaching people around that? Like what's What are the dealing with people that want to move forward and how like the first date looks like? I'm... Oh, that's a great one. Okay. So let's talk about two, those two things because they're, they're two very different things. Um, I would say when you're ready to move forward, it's the, the, the biggest challenge that I, I would say is you want to move forward, but we as humans are so averse to loss. We don't want to lose the memory of who, you know, of, who they were. We don't want to lose what we, and we, we, we do tend to cling to that a little bit. So how do we move forward? How do we reconcile that? And I, I tend to take people through the process of, you know, who have you become because of them? Who did they make you? Who were you when they passed? Well, who have you become since they passed? And take all of that. Take the traditions, take the things that made you better, that made you stronger, that, you know, move you forward, that, that you can take that and internalize it. What are your values? Live your shared values. There's, that's, that's the key to a good life is, is knowing, you know, knowing where you're at and what you stand for. And there's something powerful in that. That's real strength that lives in here. Yeah. And so from there, it's easy to kind of go, okay, now I can move forward as who I am and, and take pride in that, you know? Um, as for the first date, there's no getting around it. You're going to have this moment. Uh, all, any widowers out there listening to, you know, who haven't gone on their first date, you're going to have this moment of, mm. anyone seeing me? Is this okay? <laughs> the answer is, yeah, it's okay. You're, you're going to have that moment of, am I cheating? Mm. This moment of guilt. I feel like I'm cheating. I feel like I'm doing something wrong or something dirty or something. It's okay. You're allowed. <laughs> But you really have to figure that out. So you have to go on a couple of dates and kind of go through that and get that out of your system. It's, it's, there's no way around it. You're going to feel it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. No, the cheating part was really strong. Like, uh, yeah. So we were like, Almost at the end, I want to like, so you, you, you started, uh, as you mentioned, you started leaving rooms or facilitating rooms at the circles app, talking to 
other widowers about uh, um, about dating and about uh, and can you share with us a little bit about like who, if you can think of like one or two stories of members that uh, uh, been in your room and what was like the thing that you think the value that they got out of it I think one of the biggest values that uh, I'm thinking of two people in particular I think the biggest value is that um, there's um, a, a perception in society that you know um, you you grieve and it's grief looks like sadness mm. right yeah. and it doesn't um well not for everyone it may for some it may look like a lack of motivation for others it may look like overwhelm for others it may look like and they call it brain fog right and um it's not unique to widows or widowers or anything like that but there's a point at which your brain is just oversaturated with emotion and 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 you know just the work of day stuff you have no short-term memory it's just gone uh so you you know that's great for some people um and you're gonna have those moments where you, you i'm fine i'm fine it's you know everything's good it's great i'm having a great day and then you're gonna have a trigger and it's just gonna hit you like a you know it's gonna hit you like a brick in a pillowcase and yeah that's that's a reality um i think the idea that um it's okay to move forward having that having somebody validate that having that permission you know somebody going you're allowed, you, you know, tell me, like, let's, let's go through it. And then somebody, you know, I'm here to listen. And that's, uh, I do more of that. I know it doesn't seem like that, speaking, but I do a lot of listening and it's, it's, it's really about making sure that, you know, they're, they're good. They feel validated. They feel that, you know, they're ready to move forward. And if, if they have any questions or if they have any problems, it's like, let's see where we can, let's see where we can help. And even if it's not me, like, let's, let's make sure you get what you need. Yeah, so powerful. Yeah, it's so meaningful. Like, I totally get it. And uh, I want to thank you, Richard, first of all, for sharing your story and also for supporting people and being there for people. And I'm sure you're going to change a lot of lives uh, down the road. So I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And thank you for creating such an amazing app and allowing us that opportunity. Thank you so much. Thank you.